Yo, check this out. I'm hardcore. I thought I had a lid on this game. I had this sold up, man. Then I heard these motherfuckers CB4. These motherfuckers is real, G. They show me their guns, G. The fuck I'm supposed to do now, man? Can't dance. Shit's fucked up. But I met him. Gusto stepped to me, said, yo, Ice, you down with CB4. I was blessed, man. If I had to choose one, I'm Gusto all the way. It's those gold teeth that... Something, I don't know. Gusto. Is that it? Well, I saw Gusto one day, you know, we was at a park picnic. You know, he was with his family, you know, and uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to trip, you know, because his people was there, you know, his pops was there and shit. So I didn't want to trip, you know, I just played the background and kicked it, you know, and I was like, I catch him, you know, at a swap meet or something. Question, Flav. How does CB4 fit into the world of rap? Hey, yo, let me tell you something, man. They don't fit, you know what I'm saying? They kind of whack, Holmes. Word up, G. Yo, man, they perpetrators, man, the whole nine, man. They, 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 real, they real fucking fake, kid. I think it's kind of unfair that, you know, Cell Block 4 is being picked on like that because at these other concerts when they have rat heads and cat heads and cats being bit off and people spit in a cup and passing around the audience and, you know, getting it back and drinking it, you know. First of all, I'm gonna need to cut that long shit that you got dripping and all that, all that shit, you know, to cut it down like my size or something, you know. The first time I, uh, I heard sweat on my balls, uh, I was naked. Uh, with uh, the first black woman I've ever made love to. Ooh, kinky. How did that make you feel? Uh, there was actually uh, sweat on my balls. Good evening. It's August the 20th, 2017. This is show number 60. This is Transmit. My name is Gummo. I am your host. This is the two-year anniversary show. Let's go. Thank you. 
My name is Gamo. I'm your host. We are coming to you from the Aeon Center here in the world-famous Loop in downtown Chicago. And I wanted to welcome you to the 60th show of uh, Transmit. Been doing a little... <laughs> been doing a little looking around, and uh, I, before I even get started, I wanted to thank our guests for showing up tonight. Uh, security was nice enough to allow 12 people in and so welcome everybody uh thanks for coming in uh it's kind of weird it's kind of weird being here on uh two years later after we started this show and uh i don't I, you know <laughs> I, I never thought in a million years that i would be doing a uh a radio show nevertheless a podcast whatever people call it this day and age uh, and uh, it's it's kind of weird. So nevertheless, uh, here we are for the 60th show. Uh, and, you know, I just wanted to think, you know, with, with this show slash podcast slash whatever, we have had a zillion ideas, a lot of feedback over the past two years. Uh, and we try to really incorporate all of the feedback in uh, as diligently as possible. And thank you for the feedback. Seriously, um, you know this is this has uh, been a learning experience for me as well. Uh, that you know, if you've listened to the show or or have followed the show over the past two years, you'll know that uh, I'm certainly no professional DJ or podcaster. Or, you know one of those people that, that seem to make a living off of doing podcasts. Uh, and so for the past two years, I've been learning along with, uh, I've, I've, I've been learning how to do a radio show and a podcast and I've been, uh, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed the people that I've met along the way and also the people that helped put this thing together. Um, you know, as I said, we, we're coming to you from a little small room uh, in the in the Aeon building. And uh, again, I wanted to thank the management of uh, the Aeon Center uh, and, the, and the Aeon Company, Piedmont Realty, uh, everybody that's involved with donating their time, space, energy, and just listening to me. Uh, it, it's it's very humbling it's a very humbling experience and it's also humbling to know that people like you are listening to the show uh and tuning in and checking things out uh and and uh from the bottom of my heart i wanted to seriously thank you for listening to the show as you can um as you can tell uh there's no ads there's no <laughs> There's no fly-ins or weird shit on the website. It's 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 simply uh, a show about hackers, the latest news, gossip, all that sh all that stuff that uh, I've promised to bring you, uh, and and I, I think I've kept my promise over the past two years. Uh, it's free, and uh, again, you know, I'm learning as I go along, and um, I, I hope in two more years or three more years, we'll we will be all celebrating. We all will be celebrating the five-year anniversary show. And, uh... Just a second here. Uh, 
And uh, it's just been uh, rather humid today. And uh, I, I wanted to thank everybody behind the scenes that that uh, puts this thing together. The engineering uh, that goes into making the show is quite remarkable. I uh, wanted to thank Crash, uh, our resident in-house DJ slash engineers slash hackers slash coders slash janitor everything everything that we need to do to keep this little podcast running is um is all done on a volunteer effort and basis and um we don't ask for anything we don't uh we we don't do anything but uh we just want to bring you uh, a nice podcast why did why uh why are we doing this uh well my name is my name is gummo and i've been a a black hat hacker since 1986 and so i i've been around a while and uh all of the stuff that you see out there or you know that some and most of the uh famous hackers have done out there you know uh i was you know i was right there doing the same thing back in the day but uh i didn't become famous and uh it's not really uh, anything on my agenda. A good friend of mine who uh, came to me about three years ago, Madara, uh, he actually um, he, he, he had an idea. Uh, and his idea was, uh, you know, him and I, we were talking. What was it, 2017, 2016, 15, 14? So at the end of 2013, uh, Madara came to me and uh, basically, you know, he said, "Listen, you know, uh, I've been been looking for uh, you know a podcast about hackers and and uh, you know breaches and stuff like that, but uh, it's it's you know really hard to find and everything else." And so, um, he, so over dinner one evening, Madara asked me if I would like to host a podcast. And so I told, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I don't really know what I'm doing, but uh, yeah, sure, why not? And so, uh, well, that's what I was thinking, at least. Uh, so I told Madara, uh, you know, give me some time to think about it and whatever. And so, I don't know, about four or five months went by and um, Madara rang me and he's like, hey, you know, uh, what's, what's going on? What's your, what, what is your decision? And so, of course, I thought about it, and you know, I I, I was uh, rather straight up. But, you know, I'm like, listen, you know, I've I've never done uh, a podcast or anything like that. I I don't even listen to them. I keep drinking Gatorade, by the way. It's I don't know. I went running uh, last week, and uh, for some reason, I'm still thirsty. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I I, I was uh, really straight up with him. I'm like, listen, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. And so it, it was an idea uh, that came out over dinner one evening. And then, you know, it's like, you know, where are we going to do this? And do we have equipment and, and yada and this, that, and the other? And so I knew a few people, you know, I know people. And uh, so... Um, I spoke with um, Kelly Wells at Piedmont Realty and, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, we've got uh, this thing going on and, uh, you know, we, we, we would uh, like to do it, you know, here in the Aeon building and and uh, we were wondering if you guys were willing to donate some space. And so, you know, 
so she's like well she's no longer with Piedmont but back then she's like uh you know well what what's your radio show about and I'm like it's hackers and so immediately it's like uh we don't know about that but you know let us think about it and so a few more months went by and um you know, at that point, I told Madara, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. And so I was prepared to, you know, set up uh, a microphone or whatever I needed in uh, the basement or wherever and get it off the ground that way. But uh, a couple months later, uh, I got a call from Kelly and uh, she had actually uh, arranged and maneuvered uh, to have a space provided for us so we could do the show. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then at that point, we, we Crash and I, uh, we had just gotten back from, what was it? We had just gotten back from uh, Hope in New York City. And so we, we were, you know, we, we were scrambling to get uh, the computer system set up. We were scrambling to get the connections. And, and uh, at first, uh, it, we didn't even have microphones. We were using a computer onboard audio. Uh, and if you listen to the first show, you, you'll, you'll definitely uh, see what I'm talking about. But uh, here we are, two years later. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of weird, as I said. You know, uh, you know two years of, of doing this show, and uh, you know, here we are. Uh, so what what do, what do we want to do? Uh, so I was I was talking with Crash uh, the uh, yesterday, and I'm like, hey, you know, what what, what can we do for the uh, two year anniversary show? And so we wanted to just kind of do a recap and uh, go back into some of the uh, earlier shows, bring it to you. And so uh, I was uh, doing some thinking, and uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, that that that'll be good. So. Uh, we're, we're going to bring you some segments from some of the earlier shows, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, the, first, the first segment would be, <laughs> would be from uh, show number three, August the 16th, 2015. And uh, it, there, was a, um, there was an explosion in China. And so, well, nevertheless, why don't you check it out, and uh, we'll, we'll come back and, uh, yeah. So uh, from the... From August the 16th, 2015, on show number three of Transmit, we have the uh, Tianjin explosion incident. And so here, here's a little taste of it.
so what you heard recently uh, at the beginning of the show was basically a huge explosion uh, took place this past week in the city of Tianjin, China. And what, uh, what, what Chinese media is reporting uh, so far is that uh, there's 127 casualties uh, with you know more than 50 people still missing and so far they're they the, the the numbers just seem radically uh inaccurate for uh of, of an explosion this size uh this was a huge explosion and it's all over the internet and uh, social media really everywhere and basically what they say or what chinese media is reporting is that uh they what was housed here was some sort of military or not military chemicals but uh, some sort of toxic highly toxic uh, cyanide chemicals uh, that really stored in such massive uh, quantities in an industrial center uh, near the city center uh, basically had caught fire there was a a, a building that around there uh, the the perimeter per se that had caught fire and unknowingly from uh, and again this is all from chinese media reporting uh, all of this uh what i'm relaying uh, but uh, as the firefighters went to the scene they uh, started dousing the 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 fire per se with water cannons and supposedly these chemicals uh, reacted with the water that was coming from the water cannons from the uh, firefighters who had uh, not known the severity of the, the, the chemicals and what they were able to uh, do or produce. Uh, so um, what, you know, the, the water actually acted like a some sort of combustant and uh, next thing you know, the uh, entire industrial park blew up and so you see that uh, in recent reports all over the internet, and it, and it's really crazy to look at. Uh, just from taking a peek at it today, I noticed that there's literally a crater in the ground from where this explosion took place, and it was quite uh, something to see, nevertheless. But again, it's all over the internet, uh, YouTube. Uh, it's really everywhere. So if you search for a uh, Tianjin uh, explosion or whatever, you know, I'm sure you'll see it. So, um, yeah, quite something to uh, to witness. I mean, they, again, you know, you have all of these analysts and researchers and whatever putting their ideas together and, and a lot of scenarios on how powerful it, it was. And, and I believe uh, one of the recent reports that I read was that there were, it was the equivalent to 50 U.S. Tomahawk missiles uh, dropping down or bombing something. And so, yeah, that was uh, from the, sh the third show in August of 2015. And, uh, you know, we, we, were, we, we were still trying to get things together, the equipment and all of that stuff. And then it kind of just everything. At that point, we were doing the show once a week because I, I needed to get a feel of how we're doing this, how we needed to get it set up. And so uh, moving along the way there, uh, we came we came up with, uh, we, we were finally able to come up with some equipment and we, we were able to get uh, some of the vocals and uh, the audio set right. And so um, at that point, we... <laughs> 
<laughs> at that point, we we were we were doing con- Crash and I. We were we were do- we just had cables everywhere, tape everywhere, and so. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's taking a look back um, at show. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. At, for the eighth show, that would be September the twentieth. Uh, we we were um, we were on the air, and uh, we decided to introduce Ice. And so here's Ice uh, coming in onto the show and uh, bringing his perspective on. Uh, the September 20th show, show number eight, Introducing Ice. A new addition to the show. His, uh, we're, we're just going to use him by his old uh, pseudonym or pseudonym or whatever name you want to say it. But uh, he, he, used to, uh, he used to go by the name Ice. And so I, I've, asked, uh, I've asked my friend Ice to join me here on the show for the next uh, few episodes to kind of... Uh, share some of his expertise and uh his views on uh what what's going on in the uh hacker world so uh hey uh ice can you hear me uh, okay or what's going on okay I can great. Hear you over and out over and out oh, great <laughs> <laughs> well, thank good, you for man. having me on the show thank you for having me on the show gummo appreciate it Hey, no problem, man. And uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna circle back to uh, Ice. I really appreciate you jumping in here and uh, help helping out with uh, getting this thing off the ground. And uh, and so and so that was Ice and and all of his perspective. And so we we kept moving along. And uh, I was doing the whole call in thing. Uh, you know, I was still trying to get a feel for what we should do. And uh, so he, so at that point, I, uh, Ice was sitting there uh, co-hosting the show more or less with me uh, while he was uh, like thousands of miles away. And so uh, for the November the 29th, November 29th of 2015, show number 16, we did a two-hour fireside edition. And here's some clips from that. Ice and myself, we were ju- we just sat around and uh, we we were just shooting the breeze. So from November the 29th, twenty fifteenth, show number sixteen. Here here's here's a few clips from that show. And we're back. Here we are for show number fourteen. I am your host Gummo, and on the phone with me tonight, uh, somewhere in uh, the a southerly direction, we have Ice out there. Ice, can you hear me? I can hear you. Good man, glad to have you on the show tonight. You know, we made it to show number fourteen, and uh, <laughs> wow, man, uh, feeling good about that. You know, we just uh, we we got a few more things tightened up here at the uh, mothership. Here, uh, got a few more buttons sewed in, and I, I think we're we're moving right along in a, in a uh, great fashion. So uh, good to have you along, man. Uh, what you what, so what's been up, man? I haven't chatted with you in about a week. What, what's been going on with you uh, in your neck of the woods? Uh, not much, man. Uh, you know, you, you, you spend three, what, the last three weekends, you know, setting up for my cousin's like wedding party thing. And then, you know, it's like one night and I, I, poof, it's gone. I felt like it was like two hours long. So like three weeks of work and, and two hours of play. Um, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. We're all sitting there. Uh, they got a nice pool and shit in the backyard. So we're all sitting out there, everyone's drinking or whatever. And next thing you know, we're looking up in the air and, this big ass like ball of light is shining, you know, and 
everyone's looking at it. It was really funny because everyone kind of, I think like the 10 people that were in my area were all kind of sitting there chatting. I don't Some of them were family. Some other people were, you know, friends of family. So you don't really, I didn't know everybody I was standing next to, but you just see everybody kind of look up at the same time and everyone's just looking <laughs> into the sky and everyone's trying to come up with ideas of what the hell is flying in the air, you know? And it, it what was so strange is it was really clear and it was beautiful out. So, um, the odd part of it was it was really smoky and hazy by the light. So you're like, I, I couldn't, you just couldn't put, put a finger on what you were staring at. You know, it was the strangest situation, but, uh, nevertheless, you, you, you know, we, we found out it was a ballistic missile <laughs> got up, <laughs> got out from a submarine. So, you oh, know, wow. I've seen, some, I've seen some interesting things, uh, in my life, but I, I can't tell you that I've ever seen anything like that before. So that wow. was uh, that was a cool uh, cool addition to the backyard party. Uh, ballistic <laughs> missile cruising overhead, uh, definitely neat. So wow, you know, yeah, that's uh, that whew, man. I I I I don't even know where to uh, take that man. But uh, yeah, certainly there's some fireworks on your evening. Nevertheless, uh, what did you have any? <laughs> Just seeing something like that should be uh, something to behold. Uh, what what were other people's reactions uh, to that? You know what? I mean, um, generally in the area, you know, you get a lot of uh, municipal helicopters flying around. I'm in more of a mountainous uh, region, so sometimes you get a lot of people stuck in mountains or even people plowing through the areas with their four-wheelers and shit like that. So, you know, they tend to fly around a lot in this area. So I think a lot of people thought it was like a helo or a helicopter with a spotlight, and he was kind of just, I don't know, it was hard to, it was hard to get a focus on it. It was strange. Um, and not to mention there was a lot, it was a, there, I think there might've been a meteor shower out. So the, the sky was, was crazy. Uh, last night, there was all kinds of shit flying by. So, I mean, at that point you're just like, I, you know, I, your guess is as good as mine, you know? And I didn't realize till, you know, mid afternoon that actually the Navy was shooting off, you know, or practicing sh- shooting missiles in the air. I don't know what their intentions are or what they were trying to what they were trying to figure out. But it was, uh, it was quite interesting. The fact that they shot it over land, I just, I didn't quite get that. I mean, being that they're in the Pacific ocean, why would you shoot that so much the opposite way? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Not that there was anything on it, but I mean, Vegas, you know, you get, I mean, you shoot that motherfucker in Vegas. Um, so that must've been a sight to see, uh, running around there. But, um, yeah, it was just strange. It was different that, you know, I've seen space shuttles launch in the air. I've seen rockets, you know, lifted off in the air and it was just different. I'd never seen anything like that before. It was kind of cool. Yeah. I remember watching the space shuttles launch in Florida. That was pretty cool to watch back in the day. That was awesome. You know, I, 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 you know, I've never actually been in an earthquake uh, before, but if you live close enough to, to the shuttle in Cape Canaveral there, which I did for many years, you know, the house trembles, everything shit, shit's flying off the walls, you know, and, and, (laughs) and if, if you're fortunate, if you're fortunate enough, uh, I think one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life was a space shuttle launch at night. Um, because it's like the sun comes up for like a minute or two and, you know, as kids, we would sit on the beach and we'd have like a starting line and we would, as soon as the launch started, you'd start to see this big blaze of fire and all of a sudden you could see the whole beach as clear as day and we'd have races 
down the beach, you know, and then you have like a minute or two to get to the end of the of the line, and and then obviously the it would get dark again. But it was it's really cool to see a launch at night. Obviously, I don't think they're doing many of those anymore, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember uh, I remember as well. I mean. I wasn't as close as you, but I remember the first time uh, and that they did a night launch. I believe it was Atlantis, and I was like blown away. I was like, "Wow!" You know, we went out to uh, uh, Ponte Vedra Beach, and uh, it's a little south of Jacksonville, uh, more north of St. Augustine, and we could see the launch uh, quite clearly uh, that evening. And it was, it was, uh, yeah, very interesting indeed. Uh, And so, you know, we. You know, at, at this point, you know, we started to understand some of the technology behind the scenes, what we needed to do to get, uh, you know, some of the some of the things together uh, and some of the, the the engineering challenges, of course, were something uh, to uh, catch up with as well. And Crash has done a fantastic job with that. And so uh, w- Later in the show, uh, for show number 23, and that that was uh, January 31st, 2016, show number 23, uh, I spoke about uh, a few um, gadgets and gizmos, and here they are. You know, you, you read a lot in, in the uh, the media this day and age about so-and-so getting busted, uh, hackers getting three or four hundred years for... Uh, accessing a computer system and whatnot and so what happens uh when you get raided uh and when the authorities raid your residence or business or both or whatever uh they immediately grab your computer uh and they will make a um they will make a duplicate uh they will they will duplicate your drive they will clone your drive they will clone your hard drive and uh, one of the, you know, cloning a hard drive is kind of easy, you know, uh, you know, if you, if you really know what you're doing, you could just grab uh, an old hard drive, use a patch cable and connect it as an external, whatever. But there's other, there's other devices too that uh, make this uh, task quite easy and quite painless and come with all the goodies attached to it. And that's what I'm talking about. Easy street for doing something very hard. Uh, and if you go over to media-clone.net and click about a little bit, you'll see the Super Copier 7-inch Mini SATA and USB 3.0 Mobile Hard Drive Duplicator and Hard Drive e raise Unit. And for only $22,699, you will be able to do just that. You will be able to clone basically any drive out there. Has USB three point USB three uh, ports. Uh, clicking on the technical specifications here, and there are a lot. I really advise you to check out the website media clone media hyphen clone uh, And this is just one device that will give you all of the uh, the the technical fun fun necessities. That one would need to clone a, a hard drive bit for bit and, and again there's plenty of devices out there probably at a far less price point uh, but i was able to actually uh, see one of these things uh in you know uh, in use and uh off the going off the ground and uh, I, w- I was completely intrigued uh by the sheer speed of these devices uh you know there was a uh 
friend of mine who was actually demonstrating the device to me, uh, I believe it was uh, last Tuesday. Uh, it basically 500 gig drive, did it in about you know six minutes, and it was a bit. It was a 100% bit for bit clone of the Target drive. Uh, and me, the, specifically speaking, uh, this particular y unit is a very small, uh, lightweight, portable device. Uh, it, it, ha it comes with its own LCD display, and uh, if, if you're uh, if you're into cloning drives, uh, this would be the device for you. Does it clone SSD drives? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it sure does. Uh, and uh, it, it'll do it at 10 gigabytes a minute. So, you know, check I'm, it out. I've been looking at that. I got the link that you sent, and I've been looking at this. And it, to me, it's really the speed what makes this a hacker tool. Because you know, your average mm -hmm. sysadmin, if you need to clone a drive, there's tools to do it, but they take time. This is for mm -hmm. somebody who's on a time schedule, like you got to be in and out. Yeah, yeah. If you're on a clock, you're definitely uh, you definitely want to look at something like this, and it's. And you're right, brother. It's you know a lot of there's a lot of techniques and methods for cloning a drive, but uh, I, I found this. Yeah, this this little uh, gizmo was. Uh, ooh, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And it's kind of rare for me to go, wow, that's pretty cool. But it it really was. Uh, and uh, it's over at media-clone.net. Really cool stuff. Really cool. So that was an interesting perspective. Again, you know, we, we tried to mix things up. We tried to bring things together and uh, understand uh, what, what we what we were trying to do and where we're going. And, you know, to, you know, we're, we are still uh, trying to, uh, you know, understand some of the some of the things that need to be done to have a successful podcast. And we're, we're, we're learning. We're, we're getting there. And uh, yeah, we're having a good time doing it. And again, uh, it's it's it continues to be a uh, an interesting, uh, you know, it just it's just fun. It's it's fun as shit. And so uh, let's see, we went back to show number. Oh my God, what is this? June the thirteenth. And uh, we, we had some uh, interesting uh, things we were talking about on June the 16th, 2016. Uh, I believe that was show... I don't even know, but it was June the 16th. Check out, here's a few clips from that, uh, that particular show. Quoted as saying, But the, the New World Hackers Who Pledge Support uh, to the uh, Hacktivist Collective Anonymous uh, claimed uh, the uh, controller electronic message boards were uh, easy to target and easy to take over. Uh, other signs uh, altered along the I-30 corridor included <laughs> the message uh, Gorilla deserved it in reference to the gorilla that uh, was recently killed in the Cincinnati Zoo. Cincinnati Zoo after a child fell into the uh, exhibit. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the, these are just, these, these are signs that are connected to the internet that are accessible with a uh, simple search on Shodan. Uh, again, uh, <laughs> 
you know, um, sometimes, sometimes pranks like these, uh, are looked at too seriously. Uh, the, that, and that's all these were, were pranks. Uh, some humorous, some not humorous, depending on, uh, your particular outlook on them. <laughs> I'm not laughing, am I? <laughs> Uh, there's more. There's more interesting data leaks <laughs> coming up. Uh, the hacker who goes by the name NSA claims to have pilfered the data of uh, 290,000 Louisiana citizens. Seems to be interesting. Uh. It seems to be that the information for those uh, particular amount of citizens are now for sale. So if you uh, live in Louisiana, you may have something to be concerned with. Hmm. Uh, Intel is, uh, you remember Intel? Anybody remember who Intel was? I mean, I think everybody now makes a chip that runs something. Uh, so Intel is continuing to look at reinventing themselves. Uh, and uh, I, it's quite uncertain what Intel is really up to these days. I know they still make chips for computers, processors. Does anybody remember the old Intel Inside commercials from the 90s? I remember, uh, I remember, oh gosh, what is it? I remember sitting down uh, with my uh, mentor, uh, Linda, uh, back in the... Uh, mid to late 90s and um she had she had a pentium 2 computer uh cost her uh i believe she uh put close to five five grand into it and it was a pentium 2 running at uh an amazing speed of uh 400 megahertz 450 megahertz i believe if i'm not mistaken <laughs> And uh, I remember sitting down with her one one evening, uh, and uh, we were we were. Yeah, I said something. And I'm like, well, you know, wow, it's a you know. I couldn't wait to check it, check out the uh, her Pentium two computer, and uh, she looks over at me and she's like, well, this isn't nothing. The Pentium three will be out next year, and you know, uh, what am I like? 26 27 and i'm like oh no really the, the pentium 3 is coming out uh but uh intel is in the news and they're looking at introducing security features uh at the chip level in order to prevent hackers from using uh return oriented programming to take advantage of memory vulnerabilities that will be an interesting uh that that is an actually an interesting perspective or narrative uh as the chip firm 
has uh, always worked with Microsoft on control flow enforcement technology. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how that uh that all plays out whether or not intel uh, has any success in that area uh but nevertheless uh i don't know if intel is trying to reinvent themselves or what but uh you know now you can get the same sort of chip and processor and power computing power from uh you know some facility in china but uh you know intel uh was one of the pioneers. It's good to see them still around. Two-factor authentication, of course, is uh, something uh, that hopefully all of you are that are listening to the, the show has uh, begun to institute or consider using Two-factor authentication is a system that basically adds an additional layer of security to things that you log into normally on a day-to-day basis, such as your email, your bank account, your retirement savings, stuff like that. Uh, And basically, it uh, adds an additional layer of protection, you know, an extra mechanism uh, that essentially enhances the security of your account. And so, um, there have, uh, there's actually been some outrageous claims in the past about who actually theoretically, uh, invented two factor authentication. I don't think anyone actually invented it. I believe it was always in the mind's eye. It was just someone who put it, put it to a good use. But, uh, Kim.com was one of those, uh, fancy people and, uh, uh, with that said, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Kim. He's one of uh, our followers. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, there seems to be some tricks and trickery going on with uh, two-factor authentication. Uh, and uh, most recently, there have been uh, quite a number of high-profile uh data takeovers uh, with people that had have had rather uh, two-factor authentication enabled on their accounts uh, and again you know it, 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 it's a great little uh, system uh, but uh, there are workarounds for two-factor authentication especially if someone has access to uh, specific uh, material data about who you are and your phone number and again, you know, there's there's really it really takes no effort to uncover these type of things, you know, uh, you know, SS7 vulnerabilities, MZ catchers. Uh, we spoke about that in the past. So it's it's quite easy to uh, uncover your phone phone number, uh, perhaps spoof it and then um, maybe perhaps social engineer the uh, CSR at uh, your local uh phone company and so those types of attacks are uh, actually actively underway Um, and so you may want to uh, you know project a little diligence in that area Uh, basically uh, you know 
the attack basically the, the the attack goes like this you know where uh the attacker will send uh the target a text message uh, pretending to be the company that uh, the target has an account with. Uh, and then the message will go on to say something like uh, they have detected suspicious activity in their account. And uh, they're se- the, so they are sending you a code. Uh, and then you have to text them back. Uh, and then... Uh, basically what, when you text them back, uh, you are actually texting. And later that year, we, we, uh, Crash and I, we, we, uh, just, just so you know, uh, I really don't attend too many conferences because it, 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 I don't know. It's just one of my things. Like, uh, I went to the first, no, I went to the second DEF CON uh out out west years ago and now it's 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 wow i can't even explain it uh i see it on television and whatever uh how how large the conference has gotten and wow what a success that has been because as i said i remember (laughs) remember when there's only like 30 or 40 people there uh at the first and second one uh so we had some more interesting things that year uh crash and i and uh, Brother Sand uh, attended, we went to New York for the HOPE conference, and we were talking about some of that uh, July the 31st, 2016. We were doing some of the, uh, we were talking about the HOPE conference, um, Black Hat, DEF CON, and stuff like that. And we also talked about a Delta key. And so from July 31st, 2016, Here's a couple of clips from that show. As I said at the beginning of the of the show, I had the opportunity to peruse the vendor space, and so again, you know, all of the you know the, you had the EFF booth there, and and all of the vendors, and, and you really had some cool stuff, a lot of cool stuff. I think this year had the coolest stuff out of all, every year uh, for the past twenty years. So one thing that I found was I was walking by a table, and and on that table there were handcuffs sitting on the table and so i'm like what what is you know what is this you know i stopped gave pause and i'm looking at the table and there's just nothing but handcuffs there and and, you know i'm like well why why do these guys just have handcuffs on this table and then i started looking around ah they, they, not a, it's kind of like a, a lockpick table. And again, you know, at the conference, they had the lockpick village. If you, if you are interested in understanding how locks work and how to pick a lock, highly advisable. Uh, you know, I, I learned that skill when I was a teenager. So, uh, bet you didn't know you can open up a master lock with a six penny nail or four penny nail rather just been the tip uh but that's another whole story so this was a lock pit this was a this was a lock opening vendors table and i found it quite interesting i was like what is this and so i i I picked up a set of the handcuffs i'm like well what's so special about this and he's like ah check this out and so he hands me this little tiny uh 
key and I'll, I'll put a picture on Twitter later today or tomorrow most likely tomorrow and I'm like well what is this He's, he, and the vendor explained to me that it's called a delta key and I'm like a delta key well what does it do and he's like well it'll open up any set of handcuffs known to man I'm like come on man you gotta be kidding me he's like no 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 check it out and so they had three sets of uh, actually more but out front there were three sets of handcuffs uh, and they were all like you know the latest greatest coolest meanest looking handcuffs that you could ever imagine and uh, so he's like hey put the you know put one on and uh, and hey you know it kind of feels weird putting a handcuff on but nevertheless I put a handcuff I put one on my left wrist and he hands me this very tiny little fob and again as I said I'll take a photo of it and put it on my Twitter feed and he's like, well, this will open it up. I'm like, come on, man. And, and, and no, it, it was like being totally for real. And he's like, oh, it's called a Delta key. And I'm like, well, how does it work? You know, how do I? And so he, he demonstrated. He's like, well, you just put it, put it over the, the little rod. You put it over the rod in the inside of the handcuff slot, uh, handcuff key slot. And you just apply a, a, a minute amount of pressure and the handcuff opens right up. And I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. And so he had hinge cuffs. All of the handcuffs that everybody uses, they, they had there. And this little key called a Delta key opened it right up. And I was so impressed. I was like, holy crap, this is this is beyond cool. So I'm like, I've got to get this. And that's uh, exactly what I did. So I, I plunked down 15 bucks. Hey, do you check MasterCard? Yeah. Yeah. So... And that was that, that was another cool convenience that, that a lot of the vendors took um, credit cards at the at the conference, which I absolutely loved. I didn't have to keep running down to an ATM to get cash. Um, but yeah, so I scored a Delta key. Hopefully, I will never ever have to use it. But I've got a Delta key in my wallet. I keep now. And again, I'll take a photo and share it with everyone. But I, th- I just thought it was the coolest little gizmo contraption that I've ever seen in my life a delta key and I noticed a lot of other there was there was a big push on RF devices at the conference uh, there were GPU uh, crackers brute forcers all of that stuff and I was I was quite impressed with the amount of vendors there but uh, yeah check it out a delta key and you know and i'm not going to tell you to look it up uh on the right on the right out there uh we were we were brother sand and crash and i we we went into deep thought conversation discussions and all of those things uh intertwined and we all three of us came to the consensus that uh i actually cannot stand hearing anyone tell me to look something up hey Gummo, look it up. No, please. If you ever meet me, don't ever tell me to look anything up. I actually like to use my uh, brain and think about things. One of the other things that I I, I ran into was uh, an RF module. Now, RF modules are kind of interesting. Now, this these people were not at the conference, but there were similar products at the conference. 
And you can do a lot with an RF module. Uh, you know, I could sit here and, t and explain a thousand and one ways of what you can do with an RF module. But maybe you ought to just check it out yourself. If you go to moser.com, M-O-U-S-E-R.com, and look for part number 713-317-010010, manufacturer part 310010010, you will find a cool little RF module. Uh, 433, 868, 915 megahertz, ultra-low power data, data radio module. Costs about 20 bucks. Uh, looks like they, they can send it out to you immediately. And, uh, it, you know, again, I could, I could explain what RF modules do, but it, if you check it out, you can kind of put it together. You can put one plus one together. And see what that's all about. Uh, the, and it's, it's a cool thing. It's something really, really, really cool. So not to be outdone, uh, last week we had the, the Hope Conference in Manhattan. And again, I had a wonderful time. And again, uh, <laughs> Gene, Uncle Dave, thank you for the wonderful, wonderful warm hospitality. God, you guys were awesome. Usually when we go to Hope, it's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing with me. I was telling Gene and Dave this. Uh, you, if, for the past hopes that I've been to, I always like to so-called rough it. I, I, I like to harken back to the days to when I was a kid, when I was a kid hacker, where you were discovering things on the fly. You know, that's that's kind of half the adventure when you're when you're when you're staying at a fancy posh hotel and you've got. You know everything right there at your fingertips, and and you've got room service and all that. Yeah, that's cool. I can I can do that, but that's that's something that I've chosen not to do over the years when attending Hope. Uh, but I you know this time I this time uh, with Brother Sand actually offering uh, the accommodations, I. I, I took I took that lead. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. We'll and of course, later that year, uh, October, October 16th, uh, we had Hurricane Matthew, and so uh, I was uh, dealing with that. And so here's a, here's a couple uh, here's a couple tidbits from uh, October the 16th. Check this out. Uh, and, uh, but we've been, uh, noticeably absent for the past three weeks and we'll get to that in a few moments, but, uh, we, usually we start the show off with all kinds of, uh, non-formatted regulations, but, uh, we're just going to kind of get back into the groove here. We're blowing off the dust and the microphones here in the studio and, uh, man, what a lot to talk about. Uh, it's just been a, uh, crazy, hectic the past three weeks have just been absolutely crazy, man. Oh, it's been mayhem, man. <laughs> like, literally, it's been mayhem. Things have been flying off the the rails, yeah. literally. It has, and uh, it's it, and whew, I don't even know where to begin, so I, I guess what we'll do is we'll, uh, where, where have I been? Uh, let's see, about... Somewhere warm, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, it, I've definitely been uh, in a warm place, and not by not by any of my own uh, design, of course. But uh, a few weeks ago, uh, you know, received a call, and uh, had we had 
uh, uh, family uh, issue uh, down in Florida, as as many of my uh, regular listeners are regular, Myler, or as many of our regular listeners know, uh, I'm from Florida, and uh, that's where most of my family uh, lives, and so uh, we had some. Uh, my father was sick, so I had to uh, leave unexpectedly and travel down to Florida and uh, care for my father for uh, about a week. And um, uh, thankfully, he's he's uh, on the mend. He's recovering, and uh, wanted to say thank you to all of my friends and colleagues uh, for their support and well wishes. It, w- it was definitely uh, kind of everyone to. Uh, throw that my way uh about halfway uh into uh, well let's let's back up a a little bit we uh, we i uh went down to florida uh i was down there about six days and i was actually about ready to uh return back to chicago and for some reason uh just out of the clear blue I had made the decision to stay an extra few days, uh, and I think that decision proved uh, to be a very, um, I don't know, I don't know, what do you say, Crash? Uh, Productive? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Well, something like that, yeah. Just out of the blue, I was, you know, I got my father out of the hospital, and you know, I was just like, well, I I think I'll stay a few extra days just to make sure Dad was okay, and... um, and that was the case. I, I stayed a few extra days, and uh, the Tuesday that I was supposed to leave, which was last, or the Tuesday before last, uh, I woke up that morning, and uh, all news accounts and reports uh, said that a hurricane was uh, coming, uh, was due to come up the coast of Florida, and Hurricane Matthew, and uh, that was, it, it was quite an experience nevertheless because uh, uh it, there has not been a hurricane that has made landfall in jacksonville in in 15 20 something like that years and of course you know as, as fate and luck would have it uh, I, i'm down there and here comes a hurricane so uh yeah and so you know with wild bewilderment i uh, at that point, I sent for I sent for you, Crash, and you yeah. uh, you you were kind enough to uh, fly down and assist me with uh, boarding up the house. It you, was quite a task. Uh, by the time the hurricane actually got to us, it was what a Category Four. Category Four. It yeah. was it was really rough. Actually, things were flying around, crashing through windows, and power lines went down. You could hear junction boxes actually exploding which was really eerie extremely eerie actually yeah and besides that i mean just hearing all of those uh transformers blowing blowing out all throughout the city uh it was like you said it was eerie and uh oddly quiet because there was no planes going you know right going over uh traveling in the air and um and then then of course that uh that weird rumbling uh that oh yeah (laughs) turned 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 out to be tornadoes i would never expect tornadoes to actually make landfall in florida that that would that actually caught me off guard so especially being from here yeah so yeah i didn't know what to expect really and uh well we got the generators going um had a little hiccup there didn't know how to actually turn on or open the fuel valves and whatnot and you know 
found some manuals, did that, and got everything up and running. Yeah, it helps when you read the manual. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to read the instructions. Follow directions. You have to follow directions. And for that, that's one of the singular reasons that I asked that you come down and assist me because I have this problem with reading manuals. And, <laughs> and thank God you came down and uh, helped out, man. I mean, seriously, I appreciate you coming down and oh, you're welcome uh, helping out. It was um, it was quite an experience, and my goodness, I I uh, really don't want to experience a hurricane at least for another five or ten years. <laughs> well. I found it scary and fun at the same time, which is quite odd, but it uh, it definitely gave me something to think about, especially since how powerful the storm was and some of the people that were killed in the storm and you know, out in Haiti. Yeah, yeah. Over, what was it? Like, I believe there was almost five or 600 people. There were quite a lot of people that got killed. Yeah. It, it was, uh, wow. What, what, what in it? It was... You know, just that, and uh, you know, you we knew, uh, you know, as the story, and actually, you were able to fly in at the last minute before yep. the airport closed, and uh, that was uh, again thanks to uh, Blue Blue Charter Jets for getting you in uh, safely, and uh, everybody over there uh, who arranged, who helped get crash to me uh, in, in that particular bind. Uh, thank you to everybody involved in that as well. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a frightening experience, and you know that, along with caring for an elderly father uh, who <laughs> was pointing, you know, do this, do that, and oh, he was really mischievous, <laughs> very mischievous, actually. Yeah, seventy-seven years old. You would think that uh, <laughs> you know he was slowing down, but that's not the case. Oh, speeding up, actually. <laughs> so you got to. Uh, you got to meet my father, and that was uh, definitely an experience. But uh, it was, it was. Uh, if if people say that, it, when people say, uh, or the authorities, or the uh, weather authorities, or whoever is in charge, uh, warn you that you should take precautions for an approaching hurricane or typhoon or whatever part of the world you live in, you should really heed that caution because. We were we were uh, rather we what were we we were thirty forty miles inland and still it was it was bad <laughs> it was really bad yeah and uh, it you know just just as uh, Crash said you know things were blowing around uh, trees were falling over it was it was certainly uh, an experience and uh, frightening that's the only word I can still come up with I would agree with that. Uh, for that and uh, so that's where we've been we've been uh, taking care of well I've been taking care of family members crash has been taking care of me and we've been taking care of business trying to uh, methodically make our way back to the studio here uh, in Chicago and uh, so we were able to uh, we were able to return last Sunday we um, we actually drove back up and uh, that was, that was, the, act, the drive was actually nice. It was yeah, it was nice. Uh, we went through. Uh, what, what, we got some interesting, I suppose. But uh, you know, so we kept we kept doing the show. We kept moving along. We kept learning. We we got the technology down. And uh, by show number, let's see. You know, I, the whole. The whole political situation in the United States and all that. I'm sure, of course, you know about that. But we don't, we, we, I, me, 
I really don't talk about politics. I think too many people are talking about it and it just has no place on my show. So uh, with that said, on uh, show number 52, uh, February 6th of this year, uh, it was cold. It was very cold. It was like super cold here in Chicago. And so I was late. I was tired. I was hungry. And I got to the Aeon building and got in, got checked in through security. It was it was a mess. You know, I'm always late. So I'm, I'm running. I'm trying to get to the studio. And so I get to the studio for show number 52 uh, in February this year. And as soon as I sat down, you know, of course, thank you guests for showing up. We, uh, and as, uh, you know, as, uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but uh, if you want to come and uh, hang out with me while I record the show, you, you absolutely can. We have spaces. We have a space in the, our little small studio for about 12 people. And so, you know, you're, you're standing or you're sitting on the wall or something like that. We don't have chairs or anything fancy like that. But if uh, that's that's your wish and desire, you, uh, of course, are more than invited. And if you're coming in from out of town, please uh, email me or contact me uh, via social media. And I'll make sure that uh, your trip isn't a disappointment. Uh, and, you know, of course, you know, we... If, if we're doing the show that week, but uh, nevertheless, I got to the I got to the studio for the uh, show number uh, fifty-two, and uh, got in, sat down, and one of my one of our guests, uh, she she's like you know she started talking about politics and wanted to bring that up and and uh, you know talking about the whole Donald Trump the presidential situation and I got so mad. I got I got so mad. I mean, really, I did because, you know, I I don't like. Th there's just a time and place to talk about politics, and I don't discuss politics on any level with anyone because it's it's a private thing for me, and it, it should be private from my perspective at least. And so I keep my opinions to myself, and I I wish not to share them. And so for the fifty second show, I got in there, and uh, this young lady was asking me about politics and i just got really pissed off and uh left and so here's a clip from that show show 52 earlier this year And so, you know, <laughs> interesting, huh? 
And so earlier this year also, the uh, WannaCry uh, worm uh, malware was, started to circulate. And so we touched on that a little bit in Show 56. And here's a couple uh, clips from that. Cleaning up my computer, working on projects, all that stuff, you know. And so uh, I was wrapping up my week, you know, as usual. And uh, lo and behold, uh, a serious cyber worm started to propagate. Well, here's what happened. So 11 o'clock or around 10 o'clock Friday morning, central time. Uh, I started getting my phone started to ring and there were uh, very panicked people uh, phoning me from across uh, across the pond in uh, London and they were asking me uh, what's going on they were telling me that their um, computers were without any warning uh, being hit by ransomware there there was no licks uh, licks links <laughs> being clicked uh, or, or websites being visit, visited. They were just uh, machines that were just sitting there and they were uh, impacted with uh, code that the NSA uh, had written to get inside of computers. Uh, and so what had happened was this, the code was leaked by the shadow brokers a few weeks ago and so it was just a matter of time of course before uh people started taking advantage of the code and uh using it so uh this one particular entity created a um it took took some of the nsa code that exploited microsoft windows xp windows vista windows 7 windows 2003 and from what I hear, there were some Windows 10 machines that were compromised and some uh, Server 2008s. Uh, they, they too were also compromised. But again, those were just uh, analog reports coming to me. Uh, and it was coming to me fast. So, you know, by 11 a.m., uh, I started to monitor it. And, and uh, you know, it was very surprising to see the how fast this particular piece of software was propagating by 1 p.m. central time it, it was starting to propagate uh, around the globe and so that's that's when uh, a lot of people a lot of security researchers uh, including myself jumped into action and started to see how to mitigate this uh, which which was uh, quite interesting I haven't seen something like this since the sasser worm uh, quite a number of years back and of course I've been around quite long enough to remember the Morris worm I was actually on <laughs> I was actually on a university computer when the Morris worm uh, took off and so that was interesting uh, the Robert Morris worm one of the first worms for the internet and so what this piece of software did is it uh, traveled the internets on its own and started infecting computers And uh, it was interesting how the it was interesting how the software actually worked. The name of these the name of the uh, well the name of the ma the malware software whatever uh, that 
caused so much havoc would instantaneously infect a user's computer that was running those particular versions of Windows and it would lock the files with ransomware and of course it would give those users one week to pay up $300 in Bitcoin or subsequently lose their files. And it keeps going on and on and on and on and on and on. And so, you know, you, you can check out uh, all of the shows on hackers.xxx. And trust me, it's not, it, it, there's no, there's no malware. There's no, there's no infections. There's no JavaScript. There's no fly-in ads. There's no requests for donating money. It's just a simple damn website with a simple damn podcast. And we hope you like it. Uh, I think uh, keeping it simple is the best way um, to to deliver, you know, um, the you know to tell you what what's going on. And so uh, we're going to keep it simple. Uh, I've spoken with Madara, and uh, that's that's the plan. And hopefully, I get better at this. You know, I'm trying, uh, and I, I do see the feedback out there on the uh, internets, and people. People are responding in a uh, positive way, and thank you. Uh, that that humbles me even more uh, when uh, I see uh, listeners that have been listening since the first episode, and now you know they're like, "Yeah, Gummo, you're getting a little better." And so, seriously, thank you for that. Uh, that really warms my heart to know that uh, some you know someone's paying attention, and uh, it just makes me smile. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to try to do, uh, guys. I'm just going to try to keep getting better at this. Uh, and, uh, you know, as long as my health is willing and, and uh, my drive is there and determination, I'm going to keep doing the podcast. And I, I really enjoy the feedback and uh, just, just chatting with everybody that I meet uh, doing the podcast. Uh, I believe last week or the week before I had said that I was going to stop using social media but every time that I try to uh, leave, uh, I, it's just, it's complicated, I guess. It's just the thing to where I just get tired of using something. Uh, but uh, I enjoy uh, quite much speaking with everybody and talking with everybody, conversing with everybody and meeting new people uh, through, this, uh, through this podcast. I wanted to say thank you, uh, and I'm going to spout off some names. So it may be this may be a long list. I don't know, but uh, I wanted first of all I wanted to thank uh, Crash for everything. Uh, his help has been uh, super amazing. I wanted to thank everybody involved uh, from the get-go. And again, there's there's about seven people behind the scenes that uh, keep this thing uh, up and running. And I wanted to thank everybody. I uh, wanted to thank Crash. Uh, wanted to, I wanted to thank Pam uh, for giving me the inspiration and the drive to make me do this uh, podcast. Thank you, Pam. I wanted to thank Jackie. Jackie, you're a great friend. I uh, hope Colorado is treating you well. Thank you as well. Brother Sand, thank you. Uh, you, are, you are a great friend, and thank you for your, uh, your help as well. I uh, wanted to thank Dave May. Th Dave May, you're a great friend as well, man. Thank you for all of your help 
and uh, and your guidance and inspiration. It's been uh, remarkable. And again, uh, I'm very humbled by the amazing people that I meet uh, that give me feedback for this. I wanted to thank Jim, Jim W. Uh, thank you, sir, for your, your help and your understanding and guidance as well. Wanted to, uh, I wanted to thank every, there's just so many names. I don't even, I, I you know, it, it, you know who you are and thank you. Uh, wanted to also reach out and say thank you to Madam. Madam, thank you. You've also been a help. Uh, and just give it the, the advice you give is priceless. And again, thank you, ma'am. I wanted to thank all of the hackers that follow me and give me input. Thank you. Uh, it's 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 truly truly uh, humbling to meet people with great abilities and talents, and uh, understand and learn new new things, new ideas and concepts. And so that's very that's very humbling as well. And thank you. Uh, and again, um, you know we're we're going to keep doing this thing. I'm going to keep doing it and. This is uh, life from a hacker's perspective, and this is Transmits, and this is show number 60, and again, thank you to everyone involved. I, you know, I, I, I don't know what I would do without you, and so please keep the comments and feedback coming. Uh, I really do appreciate it, and I do read everything, so uh, please, please uh, uh, keep, keep the feedback coming, and thank you. Uh, thank you to our guests for arriving this evening as well. Uh, don't forget to turn in your badges. And um, I just wanted to, uh, wanted to, uh, I don't know, I'm just smiling this evening. Uh, and I just wanted to say, Jesus, it's, it's been great for the past two years. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing this for many more years. And so with that said, we're going to, uh, we're going to close the show out. And uh, we will see you for show number 61, where we will actually talk about uh, relevant things. And, uh, we, and, and until then, I believe the world will not stop spinning, and uh, I think we will all be fine. Uh, and, and until then, please take care of yourself. Please use your skills for something good, positive. Try to do something good. Even if you're helping someone cross the street, you'll feel good after you do it. You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O-X-X-X. You can also email me at gummo at hackers.xxx. And I have a tough thing with email. I really should set it up. Uh, and so you can you can email me and I will I will eventually get around to it. Uh, and so that's, that's that. Oh, uh, one more thing. Um... We have all of this shit in here, all of this this equipment uh, that's just been sitting in here. Uh, we have a shortwave antenna that we've asked to put on the roof. That's still in play. And we just have stuff in boxes that I, now I don't even know what they are. <laughs> also, I'm going to be setting up a studio in South Florida as well. Because if you know me, you know that I travel uh, to Florida quite often. And so uh, the last time I was in Florida, I think I did the show with my iPod and it really sounded awful. But I still wanted to bring you the show. <laughs> and so there it was. Uh, so we're going to be setting a, uh, up a remote or another studio in South Florida. So I, you know, when I'm in Florida, the sound quality will sound much better. 
Again, thank you uh, for reaching out to us. Uh, you can find us on the web at hackers.xxx. You can find us at the archives. You can find us on Roku. If you have a Roku, check it out. Search for for our channel. It's it's nothing you know big or special, but you can you can check out the podcast there. Uh, you can also check out the podcast on many other platforms uh, besides the Internet Archives and Roku. Um, if you have a, a HoloLens, we have a, a compatible app for that. We are also on Google Play, so you can check us out there. Comcast, Radio 24, Amazon, Stitcher, tune in. Yeah, we're there. And so check us out and... Um, we, we we certainly certainly appreciate you listening to the show and we will be back in a week or in a week and a half or two weeks depending and until then please take care of yourself and thank you for tuning in and we'll see you for show number 61 crash take us out of here okay everybody lie down on the floor and keep calm
Transcend, 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 transcend